0: Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and we're continuing our series on small business owners that are getting the move on. And our guest this week, well, he's gonna be able to help you get your pitch out for your business in 59 seconds or less. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Jeff Bitton, the CEO of Pitch59. Welcome to Small Business Celebration.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: For visionaries who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do?
1: My name is Jeff Bitton, I'm the CEO of Pitch59, and at Pitch59, we simplify and humanize all the hiring processes.
0: Now, the reason we're talking with Jeff, as he mentioned, is they simplify the hiring process, and many business owners Hiring is a real problem right now and not only are you having problems finding quality employees but it's who do you pick from the long list that you do find. And that's one of the great things about this program, this this service that you have is that you have the ability to pre-screen and actually have your employees sell themselves to you.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah, if you're an employer, uh, you can get what are called job cards and it'll automatically convert all of your applicants into what are, what we call resume pitch cards. Uh-huh. And on resume pitch cards, it allows applicants to pitch you for 59 seconds with all of their relevant uh, resume and every all of their other information.
0: Why did you start Pitch 59? Because it seems like, you know, you could go on Indeed, you could go on a variety of other hiring yep. platforms, but uh, you originally owned another business yourself and you ran into a problem. Briefly, tell us what happened.
1: Yeah, as an employer, uh, I... Uh, what intervie- kind of
0: an employer were you?
1: Uh, we owned a couple of different carpet cleaning companies, carpet cleaning and restoration companies. Okay. And uh, as an employer, we uh, hired a lot of people and uh, we would go through the interview process with a lot of different people and we'd get resumes every time. and. Look through the resumes, try to figure out who is the best candidate, and bring them in for an interview. And oftentimes, within the first 30 seconds to a minute, we could tell whether or not that person was a good fit for our company. Right. And so uh, that was one of the things that kind of went in behind this. But there are a lot of other variables that kind of contributed to this. And uh, at the end of the day, we just wanted to sort of let people pitch uh, who they are, what's unique and different about them, and why they might want to, why employers might want to consider hiring them and why they might want to consider choosing an employer to work for.
0: Right, because that's the other part of it too, is do we really want to go work for this person? Is is it the culture I want?
1: Yeah, it's it's certainly not a one-way street here, and so we allow applicants to pitch employers, and we allow employers to pitch applicants, and one of the reasons for that is, uh, you'll notice with the new generations, Gen Y and Gen Z, they care a lot more about the culture of a company than what previous generations did. They care about their uh, what motivates that company, what causes they support, the culture, the environment that they establish, and it's important for employers to be able to pitch that side of themselves to the applicants as well.
0: One of the things that you also have is if you're looking for a vendor, you're a business owner, you're looking for a vendor, you're looking for a supplier, you also have that aspect on Pitch 59 as well.
1: Yeah, Pitch 59 is not just uh, like an HR platform. Pitch 59 is a pitching platform mm. where you get to come to life and pitch whoever you want uh, for 59 seconds on what we call pitch cards. Right. And so we have business pitch cards, we have uh, 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 employer pitch cards, we have applicant pitch cards, and we have a couple of other pitch cards that are coming out in the uh, near future as well. But it's just a pl- it's a cool place where you can p- go to pitch other people.
0: When my wife found out I was going to be having this conversation with you, she asked. Why 59? Not a minute, not 30 seconds, why 59? Is it a
1: gimmick? Uh, not necessarily <laughs> a gimmick. Uh, we just knew that anything uh, 30 seconds or less was too short. Mm. Anything longer than a minute was just too long. It took up too much time. Right. And so we thought, well, let's Ask everybody to give a 59-second elevator pitch right. on these pitch cards, and it doesn't have to be a full 59 seconds. It just has to be less than 59 seconds.
0: Is it 59 and a half seconds?
1: 59.4 seconds. 0.4
0: seconds. <laughs> seconds.
1: Why is that? Is, and that is because if you go up to 59.5, it'll round up to 60 on on your uh, camera, and so we've decided to keep it at, uh, to pin it at 59.4.
0: This is a platform. That's, it's very app-based, it's very mobile-based. Did it start out that way?
1: No, we, we uh, originally, I, I, the original drawings and mock-ups were for just desktop. We knew that we were going to build into an app, but um, we, we built it out on a desktop because we wanted to have a search carousel where you could go on and search for different services and different uh, organizations.
0: Did you intentionally choose the online platform to do this. You said you started off as a desktop platform. Mm -hmm. To whom were you trying to originally compete against when you did this?
1: yeah so um I mean the little bit of background there is that, as a small business owner, we had been frustrated with uh, several of the different marketing platforms that made it really difficult for us to compete on their platforms.
0: Was and it because they they asked too much money or was it too cumbersome, or what was the problem
1: uh all of the above it was um, a lot of deceptive leads a lot of a lot of uh kind of crooked things that, that made it really difficult for small business owners to compete mm-hmm. on their platforms. Those companies that have the deepest pockets are generally able to generate the most leads. and. Right. Um, Anyway, we just thought, I wish there was a platform that was unbiased, Mm. that didn't care who the winners and losers were, but just gave everybody a chance to stand out and be heard because of who they are, not because of how much money they have.
0: Visioneers, if you're listening to this on the podcast, or even if you're watching this on YouTube, we are here in the ballroom of the Disneyland Hotel. So if you hear catering going by in the background or other odd sounds, it's because that's why we're here on the happiest place on earth, having this conversation. And one of the things I wanted to find out too from you is Pitch 59, you mentioned you'd owned a carpet cleaning business in the past. Why did you choose to own a carpet cleaning business?
1: Um, When I uh, I sold pest control for four years before that in Mm -hmm. Southern California, and uh, one day I saw a carpet cleaning company that was cleaning carpet at our apartment complex and I kind of watched him do what he was doing and saw the cool equipment that they were using and I thought, that's something that I think I could do. I can do that. And I know I can sell it. So when I got back to Rexburg, Idaho for school, I went ahead and started that up my junior year of college. And it grew. And it grew and so, we uh, over the next thirteen years, we grew that company and purchased two other cleaning and restoration companies, one in Fresno, California, and one in Houston, Texas. And um, and then that's was some frustration. And with the company in Houston, mm. with the restoration side of the business that we couldn't control, uh, eventually led us to developing Pitch Fifty Nine.
0: Was the the things that you couldn't control? Did that have to do with the economy, or what? How did how did that work out? How did that play out?
1: It mostly had to do with third-party vendors and insurance companies and the way that they gave out insurance, uh, water damage mitigation claims. Mm. Uh, we were we used to have that. Uh, the previous owners of the company, that was like 65 to 70% of their business. Right. After we purchased it, it dropped down to somewhere around 12%. Right. And it absolutely crushed our business. We were losing a lot of money, and there was nothing I could do about it and so we were trying to subsidize the losses with restoration by bumping up all of our cleaning services and the more money we spent on other marketing platforms, it just uh, made it more clear that we needed a better solution, something that was that was less biased, that was more uh, friendly towards small business owners.
0: And cut through the noise.
1: And cut through the noise, yep.
0: When a business owner, Visioneer, comes to pitch fifty nine if they hate absolutely hate being from the in front of the camera, yeah, some of us can relate What is the process like and how daunting is the process for you to do your own video pitch and and get your business out known so that other business owners can know about what it is that you're doing as well as reaching out to potential uh, employees for your business? What is that process like?
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, uh, you have to do a pitch. You have to get your elevator pitch and there's no easy way around it, you still got to do it. Do you have videos on how to do that? We have what are called pitch tips. Okay. And we'll help you through that process. Also, we've made it as easy as we possibly can on both the app and on the desktop we have a built-in teleprompter for you to use for recording your video right there we walk you through the entire process it's one of the stages of creating your pitch card is one is recording your pitch and you can record it as many times as you want until you feel like you get a good pitch you can also record it on a different platform edit it and then put your pitch on your pitch card if you'd like to do that Right. it just has to include you it has to be less than fifty nine seconds long and no slander no no running around naked in your video you gotta make uh, sure that you take
0: all the fun out of this right <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? It's a family-friendly platform, so we want to make sure that everybody gets their best chance to deliver on who they are.
0: And if visioneers want to learn more about Pitch 59, how do they reach out?
1: Uh, go to pitch com, and it, after a little bit of just scrolling through our landing page, you'll kind of understand what it is and how it works. We've got some videos on there, too, that where we go through it and show you exactly how to do it. Um, But they can also just reach out to us right at uh, either management at pitch59.com or they can email me at Jeff at pitch59.com. Social media? Social media. You can check us out on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and all the other platforms as well.
0: And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a very daunting task because we're going to be answering the second most popular question we've received on social media here at Small Business Celebration when we come right back.
2: Did you know it's that time of the year again? Tis the season for holiday portraits. Family, singles, couples, and even your pets. 5x7s, 8x10s, and holiday cards with envelopes. Book now and get 25% off all your additional orders of wall portraits and prints. Call 661-243-0931 or visit us at www.redcraneportraits.com. That's redcraneportraits.com.
0: We're here with Jeff Bitton, the CEO of Pitch59, and our visionary question comes from Kimberly who asks, in addition to having difficulty finding qualified salespeople, I'm having a hard time putting together a system that is effective in communicating the services we offer across the new team members. What works in the system you've developed?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think um, one of the things that we're currently doing right now, we're a young startup company as well, but uh, is just recording whatever needs to be consistent so that, they, so that future people can watch that time and time again. How do you do that? Uh, we just, we've gotten really good at just setting up a camera. It can be your iPhone. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And just set it up and then go through all the different bullet points that uh, you need to talk about with your people. Mm. And then also if you'll take the time to just edit your video a little bit at the end, add in the visual graphics and just show people what they understand. People can understand and memorize and remember things that they see a lot better than they're going to hear them. Mm. And so it's important that they're able to see uh, most of the time what you're talking about as well
0: was this something a process that you learned when you were going door-to-door selling pest control and later carpet cleaning how did you how did you learn this
1: I just know from previous experience that it's a lot more effective if I can do anything in person mm. so if I can talk to a person in person if they're in person or through video or something like that they're gonna they're gonna remember a lot more than just hearing it and so mm. a lot a lot of that stems back to that um, that uh, emotional connection and also the nonverbal uh, um language that we share. So, my metaverbal, the way that I use my voice, if mm. I'm excited about it, or uh, the way that I use my body language. All of those things are going to help you know whether or not I'm confident in what I'm doing, if I care about what I'm doing, if I'm serious, if I'm down to earth, if I'm fun-loving. Like, You're going to understand a lot more about myself right. than just what I say, but by the way I present it.
0: There are a ton of how-to sales books out there. Yeah. But when it comes to you and your own business, you were talking about doing videos yourself. How do you put together your own training seminar, as it were? What are some of the things that you include for your team that have proven effective?
1: You know, I think one of the most effective tools for any sales rep is just caring about uh, not even your product or whatever you're trying to sell, but the actual person that you're talking to. Uh If you actually care about them and it's, your product might not be a good fit, then you 're okay to to leave and, and walk away right there right. because you care more about that person than just trying to make an extra dollar off that person and that comes across like people understand that they feel that when when you when they can tell that you care about them you're that you're not you 're genuine you 're sincere right. And so and that's going to go the same way with sales reps too. Whenever you're doing trainings, if you're just pushing and trying to teach people how to sell a specific product to essentially a robot, mm-hmm. it's, gonna be, it's not going to be very effective. If you can teach people how to read people's body language to see if they're interested, mm. to see if it's something that they want. And if it's not, then don't. I, I'm not of the opinion that we need to push something down somebody's throat that they don't want. Right. I'm of the opinion, let's present it and be very good at it. But if they don't want it, let's walk away and find the people that do.
0: What about the other people in your business, in your company? You know, I'm thinking of just recently I had lunch and it was the person at the counter Mm -hmm. because you've got the idea of upsells or you're trying to save a customer or you're trying to find the right thing. What techniques have you found that works well for the other people in the office, not just the sales team that's going out and bringing in new business?
1: We've made a concerted effort to make sure that we bring on the type of people that fit our culture. The type of people that legitimately care about other people that aren't trying to just go out and make a quick buck, the the people that are really wanting to solve a problem and show that it works for people. And so at the end of the day, I think if you have that, um, just kind of that company personality, it's going to come across to all of your employees and eventually they all kind of come into the fold and they want to be that type of person as well.
0: You've mentioned already culture, 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 culture. This sounds like a, a life lesson learned.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I've uh, just seen and witnessed a lot of companies that don't have it. Mm-hmm. And uh, too many companies that um, are just... Uh, and I don't know if it's a, even a successful business theme to to uh, prioritize people over, over financial gain. Right. But at the end of the day, I want to look back at my life and and have enjoyed the journey and the ride and not just the destination. And so a lot of that is gonna come with, with people. And so uh, I think in any company, if you focus on the people, focus on your team and treat them as well as you can, focus on your customers. You can treat your customers and your team just as well. Right. And, um, and I think that's really important.
0: For some of us, you know, some <laughs> of us, we, we, we are, we're such introverts. That social skills is something we have to learn, for some of us, you know, and some of us it's been a real painful process <laughs> in learning how to deal with per- with people. But for you, it seems rather innate. Was this was this interaction, this this how you treat or, people or develop the culture? Was this something innate to you, or is this something that you learned the hard way?
1: Um, I don't I don't know. Um, maybe a little bit of both, but. <clears throat> I'm a firm believer that the more you practice anything, the better you become at it. And so if you want to be that person, then go out and start practicing teaching or practicing being kind and understanding with people, right. understand their problems and their challenges, and then f- try to find solutions that fit them. And the more you practice that, the more it'll, it'll become part of who you are. And so I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> sure. I don't know sure. if I have a good answer for sure. that question. Right,
0: fair enough. What is the single biggest... Life lesson that you've learned in business.
1: I think it's kind of just to just to keep going. The the difference I did an, a paper. I studied economics in college, mm-hmm. and uh, my final year I did a, a thesis on, or, or I, I did it wasn't a thesis. So I, I wasn't getting a master's, but um, I did a, a paper, a twenty page paper based on the difference between those that were really succe- successful financially in life and those that were just moderately successful and what was the primary difference and education actually went down the further uh, the more successful somebody was the lesser the education they had formal education. At, uh, the formal education right. to a certain point right and um Anyway, I, I thought that was so interesting because you'd think that the more education you get from a college or university, the more successful you're gonna be in life. And sometimes that all, doesn't always work out. Right. I mean, oftentimes those guys are college dropouts. And so right. at the end of the paper, I found that the, the number one thing that made people successful was one, is that they were, they were daydreamers. They, like, they had a vision and they pursued it and they, they were relentless. Like they go through the same challenges and problems that everybody else does but they didn't give up they just kept going and going and going and if, if, you, if you can find that motor to just keep going when you're depressed and down and frustrated and angry and upset then uh, you've got a recipe for success
0: and we'll be right back the reason I'm here talking with Jeff Bitton, the CEO of Pitch59, is because of a visionary question that came from a visionary just like you. They reached out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and wanted to find out how do I solve this problem of hiring quality new employees. And so that's why we're here. So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Jeff Bitton, the CEO of Pitch59, and our visionary question comes from Nick who asks, we are expanding our business and we're looking to develop talent from within. What is your strategy and how does it work?
1: It's a really good question. So there's a book called Good to Great. Excellent book. And he talks about how important it is to get the right people on the bus mm. and then find the right seat for the person.
0: What is the right person?
1: I think it's just a person that fits your culture, fits your personality, fits the like can see the same vision that you see for the company.
0: How have you in the past developed team members for promotion?
1: Boy, I don't know that I'm great at that. Um, <laughs> okay, sure. I, I just, I, one thing that I do pride myself in is um, being able to find good people uh-huh. to do what I want done that are smarter, more capable, more more talented than I am. and than just asking them to run with whatever that needs to be done in that organization for mm-hmm. that responsibility.
0: You like to play racquetball. I do. What? Where do you get the enjoyment out of playing racquetball?
1: Do, well, I like the fact that I don't have to run long distances, I can just, <laughs> okay. it's like three or four steps here and there, right. but um, I don't know, I love the geometry of it, trying to figure out different angles, and um, I love the offensive nature of it too. The the more offensive you are in racquetball, the more likely you're gonna win. And so it's, uh, it's one of those games for offense, lots of offense.
0: Does it allow you to get some aggression out? Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely.
0: And as you go through and you play racquetball, cause you'll have to forgive me cause I, I'm not a huge racquetball player. Uh-huh. You know, I, I lived in California my whole life. And so I've, I've noticed that a lot of people who play racquetball and those kinds of sports tend to come from areas that there's lots of snow
1: yeah yeah otherwise you can't play tennis outside for six months (laughs) of the year so you got to do it somewhere
0: sure and and you've taken that with you and you've got a you've got a family yourself you have a couple kids
1: Yep, a couple times three yeah (laughs) six kids we've got six kids yeah
0: and you're you're living in texas but when you're outside of the business yeah and you're not playing racquetball what do you like to do to, to relax, R&R, get your bearings back, turn off the cell phone maybe? Uh,
1: lately it's been play chess. I love to uh, play really? on chess.com or on the chess app. I, that's fun. Uh, but also I, I really enjoy watching sports and just hanging out with my family, doing uh, family time.
0: What makes you wake up every morning and open your business?
1: Well, my kids wake me up in the morning. <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> All six um,
0: of them bounding in, huh? Yeah.
1: But no, the, the main thing uh, as far as work goes, I absolutely love what I do. How so? I, I just, I love the project that we're working on. I love that we're creating a solution for millions of people to be able to stand out and be heard. I love that we're solving our own problems that we've had as small business owners as, and as sales reps. Um, I love seeing people's expressions and reactions when they see what Pitch 59 can do for them and their company. Um, I, I just, I love that. It's, it's a fun journey. It's a fun project.
0: What does life look like 10 years from now?
1: Um, probably pretty similar, except for uh, hopefully we're a little bigger than we are now. So. But I, I hope that we're doing the same thing that we're doing now. We're, we're still innovating. We're still creating. We're still growing and selling and, and doing everything that we're doing right now.
0: If visioneers want to learn more about Pitch 59, how do they do that?
1: Yeah, go to pitch59.com. And check us out. Um, you can chat with us there. You can also uh, just reach out at Jeff at Pitch59 or uh, management at Pitch59.com. Um, or one of the fun ways is you can download the app, and you can just flip over our pitch cards and chat with us there on the back of our pitch cards. So do that. That, that one's the funnest one.
0: There you go. Well, Jeff, <clears throat> this has been a privilege. Thank you very much for joining us here on Small
2: Business Celebration.
1: Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
0: <laughs> and I'll be right back with my final thought.
2: Did you know it's that time of the year again? Tis the season for holiday portraits. Family, singles, couples, and even your pets. 5x7s, 8x10s, and holiday cards with envelopes. Book now and get 25% off all your additional orders of wall portraits and prints. Call 661-243-0931 or visit us at www.redcrainportraits.com. That's redcraneportraits.com
0: the quiet week of joy the week between december 25th and january 1st is one in which my grandfather used to refer to as the quiet week and the reason is is for a lot of people those are the two days between christmas and new year's and it's one in which we get to enjoy with family and friends but it's also a time where we're not really sure what we do with ourselves. I mean, after all, we've had a lot of fun with Christmas, we're gonna have a lot of fun with New Year's, but it's also a time where it's not really a holiday, but it's not really a work week either. So what do you do on something like that? Well, Abraham Lincoln once said, folks are about as happy as they make their minds up to be. So with that, find something small. Start with the little things. Start with the little things that bring you joy. In my case, you. You're watching. You're listening. And that brings me joy just unto itself. So until next time, I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Jeff Benton, the CEO of Pitch59. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week.